As the Pac-Man eats through a maze of dots Then the Pac-Man heads for the corner spots Then he eats his fill Of a power pill And then all those ghosts turn blue And Pac-Man eats them all too Only Atari makes the Pac-Man home video game And you can only play it on an Atari video game system Welcome to Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and this is your weekly Laps News update for the week commencing May the 23rd. Tonight, we'll chat a little bit about what we've been playing recently, we'll touch on a couple of news stories, and we'll try and tackle some predictions for this year's E3. On today's episode, I'm joined by regular LGR team members Andy and Kev, and introducing our behind the scenes contributor, Jazzy. Good evening, guys. Hello. Dear Grit. Hello. Jazzy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm, behind, I'm the behind the scenes man. I'm the, I'm the one who's like kind of, I lurk in the, in the chat and, you know, chat to you about all the kind of games you are coming up and never come on. You know, I think I was, what was I on episode two and then yeah. I disappeared. Like I was like some kind of Coronation Street character that got written out. <laughs> yeah. I got written back in just for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, no ba- babies and work sort of stopped me from recording. So, yeah, I've been hanging around behind the scenes and helping out. But, uh, yeah, good, it's good to get back on the mic for once. Yeah. It really is. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about. Well, are, we, are you a lapsed gamer or a more. I'm. Yes, gamer? I'm. I'm. <sighs> Ex hardcore, very hardcore. You know, obviously I had my own <laughs> podcast and stuff, and re- really into it. And then just have just scaled back massively on my, on my playing. I've gone some down the more arcadey side of stuff and tried to find really like quick, short experiences that kind of fit in around my life. And you know, doing where I've been doing a lot of like uh, exercise work and going down the gym and stuff, and hmm. kind of like trying to fit in little bursts of gaming here and there where I can. So mm. um, yeah, that's that's where I'm getting my fun at the moment. Like these big sort of long experiences like Uncharted or, you know, like, you know, these, these big sort of narrative games. I just can't, I physically don't have the time to play them. So that's where I'm kind of, I, I miss it. I'm missing out on that kind of thing. So I love them, but I just never get the time to play them anymore. So yeah, like I say, I'm just hunting down these smaller experiences, which is brilliant. You know, I've actually, it's actually really opened up my, um, my sort of, worldview of games as it were so if you had to pick a particular genre of games what would you what would your ideal genre be what's the what's the your go-to genre at the moment it's, it's shooters it, yeah. it is yeah, it is your shooters it's your um your, your destinies your titan falls that kind of thing um something like you say, can play in short bursts and yeah then, short bursts literally if, yeah. if i can get 15 minutes half an hour out of it and then kind of walk away and then not touch a game for three or four days then you know that that that's a great experience for me. You know, um, also sort of got got right into um, twin stick shooters as well. Recently, uh, been playing a okay. lot of uh, stuff like uh, Assault Android Cactus and that kind of thing. And um, oh, what's the what's the other? It's a great name, isn't it? It's an absolutely <laughs> great name. And then uh, what's what's the other one uh, that's the new one? Yes, the new Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of that as well. So yeah, uh, any anything like that is right up my street so lots of explosions and and blowing up that i like it have you tried out a uh, nuclear throne no but i've heard a lot about it 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of of the developers, and I've I've been meaning to try it out for a while, but just haven't got around to it. And I haven't spoken to anyone who's actually played it to see whether it's worth picking up. But it, yeah, I'm a bit of a fan of it. I like a good twin stick shooter. I know they're great. It's, I take like, it you've played uh, Hotline Miami. Yes, I have, and yeah. I've played it on the PC, and I thought uh, with like keyboard and mouse, and that's just so twitchy. It's kind of yeah. like, it's it's very very difficult. You got it's a very acquired taste, I think. Yeah, that, very, that game is like a, it's, people say it a lot about indie games when they finally come out on the Vita, but it, that game feels like it was made for the Vita. Oh, massively, yeah, yeah, massively. But it's also the, the actual setting of it and the kind of the whole way that it's just set up and its style. It's very unsettling as well. Oh God, yeah, yeah, I find it really unsettling. It's one of those things where it's kind of like it's a bit like best way I can describe it is when you when you watch something like Silence of the Lambs and it just you you know it's not actually that it's not really that gory or that bad, but. It's it's keeping you on the edge of your seat with a bit of suspense, even though it's like a like you say a twin stick shooter. It's it's very odd, very odd. Yeah, it's that combination of like the speed and the the violence with like the the, the soundtrack and the flashing colours in the background and yeah, and the, off the key, neon, the off key music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. That's an amazing game. Yeah, it's it's great, but it's just far too twitchy for me. It's it, you, <laughs> you you've got to be definitely kind of. Um, on something to keep you keep you awake and keep you alert to play that game. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the show again. Thank you very much. Been too long. It has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to what we've been playing this past week. Who'd like to start us off? Why don't you start? You never start. Yeah. Why not? I do. Well, shall I? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Okay. <laughs> do you know do what? It, yeah. I will it. go. I'll go first this time. Then. <laughs> so. Um, Following on from uh, last week, I've been playing a bit more Fallout 4. The first sizable piece of DLCs come out, Far Harbor. Um, I haven't got a huge amount to say about it, unfortunately. I've only been able to play about, I don't know, an hour of it so far. Um, but it's kind of shaping up to be quite an interesting sort of detective story. Um, you get a message from... Um, Nick Valentine's detective agency about a, a missing girl and you go out and visit the family and they you, you find some clues to, to work out that she's questioning whether or not she is a human or whether she is a synth and she has gone off to a place called Far Harbor so you jump in a boat and um, go off to this island to the north uh, and it's it, it does what the Fallout DLCs have done very well in the past which is like relocate you to a completely different area with a completely different sort of environment and atmosphere this time it's like a a, a small island, well I say small apparently it's quite big, I've barely explored it it's kind of shrouded in fog and there's a community living on the shoreline that lives in fear of the fog and the things that come out of it and it's like part detective story, part horror story, I'm barely into the story so far but um, really enjoying it so far it's uh, a nice change of pace and change of environment I was kind of getting a little bit bored of seeing the Commonwealth um, wasteland from the, the main Fallout 4 so it's nice to have a change of, uh, of environment next game is Hitman Go I've hit this game with a vengeance over the last couple of weeks and today about uh, two hours before we started recording I got the Platinum Trophy I've uh, managed to get every single objective in all of the, the missions on all of the boards without using any of the hints and only had to look up 
uh, like a look up a tip online for one of the missions and I feel kind of bad that I even had to do that because once I read it I was like I felt an absolute idiot for not being able to work it out myself <laughs> and then refused to use that technique again that game is absolutely brilliant um, uh, it reduced me to the point of drawing out some of the levels on graph paper <laughs> so I could take it into work and when there was some downtime just sitting there and trying to work out how I could do the moves and everything to try and get through the ones where you have to get through the level within a certain number of moves were the killers for me like getting through the level like some of the objectives where it's like get through the level killing all the enemies or get through the level not killing any of the enemies and stuff like that I could work out fine getting through the level within a certain number of moves was such a pain and really really like really really difficult to work out so those ones I spent ages just sitting there with graph paper trying to work out how to do it so um, really pleased to manage to finish that and get the platinum but now I've got a bit of a hole in my life with no no puzzle game to play <laughs> so I think I might try out um, Lara Croft Go brilliant can't say you know I can't say a bad word against it really love that game uh, and the last one I played is uh, a friend at work about six months ago let me The Last of Us Remastered on PS4 and it's been sat on my shelf ever since so I thought well, I'll, bet I'll, I'll load that up because I haven't got un uh, Uncharted 4 so I'll load up The Last of Us Remastered and give that a go that was one of my games of the previous generation it's one of the, the best games that I played on, on PS3 and the, the PS4 version is upping the, the level, the, the quality of the graphics as well, but also rendering it in like buttery smooth 60 frames a second, adding in all of the, the, the multiplayer DLC, adding in another difficulty level as well, which I haven't attempted yet. I, I played through on PS3 on the survivor mode, which is where it removes Joel's listen ability, which is where like you could hold down one of the triggers and Joel would like listen very carefully and you could see enemies within a radius through walls. Survivor got rid of that and reduced the number of materials and ammo and things you could find. There's another level above that called Grounded that they've added in, where you don't have listen mode, they've taken away the HUD, and as the the, the description of the difficulty says, um, supplies are almost non-existent. So you're walking around with a paintbrush. Well, yeah, well, with your bare hands most <laughs> of the time, or a gun with no bullets in it. Yeah. And also that the enemy AI has been improved for that difficulty, and the, the enemies do three times damage as well. One hit kill, basically. That sounds more Resident Evil like. You know? Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's like I always considered The Last of Us to be a survival horror game. It's, it had always had felt like it had more in common with a, with a good survival horror game mm. than it did with something like Uncharted. Yeah, it's a third person shooter, and Joel can you know controls the same sort of way as as Nathan Drake does, but more realistic. He can't make crazy jumps. He hasn't got unlimited grip power and the, the strongest forearms and well there's a lot of weight um he can't sprint incredibly fast when uh, until unless you upgrade it when you point a gun his reticule waves around because he's not a tr he's not a trained you know gunman he's he's just a guy trying to survive and so it, it always felt yeah and that combined with like the scarcity of ammo the scarcity of materials you needed to make uh first aid kits or or um the scarcity of melee weapons and things like that just made the game feel way more like a survival horror game than, than a third person action adventure romp um the storyline is incredible and of course the um the ps4 version in includes the excellent left behind dlc which is a little bit of uh a prequel um, telling the story of, of Ellie from before the events of uh, of the main story in, in The Last of Us. Um, 
if you've got a PS4 and you haven't played The Last of Us, then I'd say absolutely get it. If you did play it when it was on PS3, I'd still say pick it up if you can get it cheap because the game is an absolute masterpiece. Following on from um, The Last of Us, I'm doing another Naughty Dog game. I'm actually uh, doing a new game this mm. year. Wow. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually dipping my toe into Uncharted 4. Um, I'm not exactly sure how far into the game I am because I've not actually looked into how big the game is. Um, I've played about... Um, I would say about four or five hours, roughly. I'm in Scotland, so I don't know where that is you know as far as the game's concerned <laughs> somebody else will probably it's uh, it's up north mate yeah oh, I'm yeah. not going up yeah. there it's Stuart cold. Cullen will be there <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, there's a pirate treasure bit there I'm at now and it's uh, been really enjoyable so far to... I'm playing it in tourist mode though because <laughs> I'm just not going to be able to do it <laughs> any, any kind of justice because I just can't shoot for shit it is just such an achievement. You look at what they've done with this and you think, Christ, they've really pushed the machine with this because the graphics are just something off the chain. Um, yeah, I've heard that they're like sort of almost CG levels. Oh, of you're not kidding. Awesome. Yeah. There's, some, there's so, some characters in this and you like double-checking. You know, you're having another look and going, now this is real Uncanny Valley stuff. And then, of course, I've just realised that um, I can't play Crash Bandicoot anymore, ever, because um, as a part of the um, actual plot, the, the story, you've got to uh, play against your wife as Drake playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that the other day, and it just sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's just the strangest experience, I thought, I hope nobody <laughs> walks in on me, because I'm actually playing a man playing a game. This is getting yeah, a game to be, in a game. Yeah, this is getting yeah. to be too meta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that um, Nathan Drake actually calls it one of them television games or something, I thought that was quite a nice touch. Oh, right. And um, he was saying the graphics look brilliant, even though it looked exactly the same as what it did on the PS1. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a lovely touch. There's some really nice touches, actually. The attic space that he um, has his office in, when you're able to walk around it, you can pick up little mementos from the first three games. That's quite a nice touch. So anybody that's actually played any of those, you can go, oh, God, yeah. And he'll actually sort of give it a little nod with like a little quote or something. Or the music will just give you like a little cue from the, the particular adventure. I'm loving it so far. Cool. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, how are you finding the um, the story so far? Because, uh, like, as we were talking about the Last of Us, apparently they've brought a lot of the kind of storytelling from that in into this game. And I just wanted to know, like, what it's like. Well, it was the the game director was uh, Neil Druckmann, who was the director for uh, the story director for the the Last of Us. That makes sense because the story on this is really strong. Um, I think that's probably the only criticism I've got for it so far. There's a lot of times where you are just watching a massive cutscene. This isn't as bad as Metal Gear Solid, but it's really getting there. <laughs> what, what is, though? Yeah, it's getting there, though. It's not quantum break levels of, like, sort of sitting there and watching half-hour yeah. cutscenes, Yeah, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Even though they're long and, you know, they are just cutscenes, is it drawing you in? 
you know, like with The Last of Us, you, you really got emotionally invested in, in yeah. you know, in yeah. Ellie and Jack. Yeah, well, the, I mean, I'm not giving anything away by saying that um, the, this one you're actually playing with your brother, with Drake's brother, who looks a lot like Cyrus from the Trailer Park Boys, in fact, too much like him. <laughs> 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 of course, he's, um, he's voiced and mo-capped by... Um, Troy Baker, was it? Troy Baker, yeah, who, who voiced and motion-captured Joel in The Last oh, of Us. Oh, right. Didn't know yeah, that. You're, why don't you, why don't you recognise his voice you'll see him cropping up in like <laughs> every game ever he's oh like, god he's oh, in so many, many games yeah. yeah a list as long as your arm him and Nolan North have corner of the market haven't they massively massively speaking of the dialogue you'll notice that when you're watching it um, sometimes they get it really close to being bang on you know the lip sync which always takes you out and yeah. um, I know that the Uncharted have had some weird things going on with the eyes as well where they've had like the eyes that are completely white or whatever they've really got around that um, it's nearly I would say touching L.A. Noir as far as nuance not quite but certainly damn close yeah, considering that's maybe hand uh, you know obviously motion captured but obviously with um Hello Noir, that was that was actually filmed and mm. kind of almost video played over yeah. the face. It's practically Whereas, rotoscoped, you know, it? if you think yeah, if you think that's, you know, properly motion captured face work, you know, then hand animated on top of that, you've got to think that's an incredible amount of work. Yeah, and it's something that Naughty Dog have come a long way with recently uh, over the last couple of games because that's part of what makes the storytelling in The Last of Us so great is the is quite a lot of what the characters are trying to express is not not done through dialogue it's through just simple delicate facial mm. expressions mm. Um, and yeah they've like from what I've seen of, of Uncharted 4 like it looks <laughs> incredible like the, the, the facial animation yeah, um, another thing yeah I was going to say um, talking about how incredible it looks and, and the kind of the photo mode and stuff have you heard about that um, that actually spoils the mm. game for you no not really so no. Uh, if you use the photo mode you can turn on and off buddies and turn on and off enemies so if you turn on an FM enemies, um, you can see who's going to be your enemy later on in the game. <laughs> oh. So oh. people who are your friends um, may not necessarily be your friends like you know, later in the game and stuff. And yeah, it kind of spoils the game a little bit. There's been a bit of complaining about that. Right. No. Yeah. So yeah, be, be careful if you do use the photo mode. The stories um, so far really drink, uh, draws you in. Um, the actual banter between... Uh, Drake and his brother, you know, it, it, they do come across as being brothers, which is quite something, you know, you think this is so well acted out and so well realised and written. Is that, yeah, I was going to say, is that through the writing or is that through I, the, the I performance I think it's capture? a combination of both. You definitely feel like there is a relationship there and um, you do get a lot of background to it as well, which I'll not give away, but it's a really good way to um, deal with the whole history of the two. And um, you can see why. Um, I think his name's Sam. Yeah, it's Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah. You can see why um, Sam is equal, if not more, of what Drake is than Drake himself. Um, you know, because he's obviously his older brother, so everything that Drake's learned is learned from Sam in the first place. And um, it's great because you've instead of just having one guy just trying to figure out a puzzle or figure out something, you've got Sam just turning around and looking at the stuff as well and they're actually having conversations you know so you can't just stand and watch his body language and see if he's going to actually give you any clues it's quite subtle but it's it really works yeah. we having two uh, protagonists rather than just one has he got a powerful forearms like Drake 
Oh my god, yeah. I'm sure these have got the upper body strength of a bat. <laughs> Doesn't matter how long they hang on, it's just they're not going to let go. Infinite hang. Yeah. You can play stealthily in this one, can't you? There's a lot more stealth, yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Because you can actually try and get through a situation where there would have been a major gunplay. You've been able to sort of creep your way through and get through it without ever alerting the guards. So it is mm. possible. Um, but <laughs> saying that, I'm not exactly one for stealth games anyway, so I've done it once and thought, right, next time I'm just going to shoot my way through because I can't, <laughs> can't be bothered with all that. <laughs> it's so much more fun getting a shotgun. I'll go next. Just a couple of games this week. Completed Trying 2. Well, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the complete story on the PS4. It's got the original Trying 2 with the expansion pack. All set as one game. The expansion pack's got you against some goblins and it's a bit more combat involved and all that. A bit shorter than the original game. Um, I mean, I've talked about it before on the podcast... Um, same issues still apply I feel it's a bit too long so you do get a bit wary, wary of them and sometimes some of the puzzles can just get a bit oh, come on you know, you're trying to do it and you just cl- <laughs> it's, it's quite funny though when you're playing with somebody else and you, you're of a wizard and you're creating little bridges and blocks and you just whack it on the, the guy's head or you're drowning them and so it can get a bit crazy but essentially it is you exercise side platform game three different characters assassin wizard and a warrior um and the expansion like i said is a bit more combat involved um enjoyed it i wouldn't say it's a lap, one for laps gamers unless you really enjoy the first one i'd recommend the first one this one i wouldn't unless you um really enjoy the first one it's just the length of the levels i think we've tried to put too much into it tried to make the puzzles a bit more difficult and it just wearies you one thing I will say that annoyed me I don't know how you guys feel but about this type of thing in games it's where there's a level 20 but the thing is it doesn't lock unless you've collected all the chests from the previous levels of the expansion and I'm just like yeah I just can't go back to it and just go, yeah, I'm going to unlock this and unlock that. I go back and collect all these chests just to get one level out. And it really, really annoys me when, when game designers do that. I understand within a game that sometimes you have to collect a certain amount of stars or a certain amount of chests to get through to unlock the rest of the game. But I've completed the game, essentially. And to get this last level, I'm not going to go back and get all these chests. And it's just going to be there locked and I'm just a bit annoyed. I just think it's badly designed when they do that. Because you're actually creating a false economy on the um, length of the game. The other game I've started was a Lego game. And it was the Lego movie. I've only played about three levels um, of it. It's funny. It's full of the story of the movie. So if you've seen the, if you've seen the Lego movie, you'll love this game. Essentially, I'd quite enjoy the, um, ha- the jackhammer, the jack drill bouncing around yeah. that that's really good it's got shows you quite a lot of the movie so you keep getting on the ps4 it's going recording forbidden recording allowed recording <laughs> forbidden recording allowed <laughs> so it just keeps going that because it show it's it does show so many clips of the film so far it's really a lot of fun um the graphic design on it is quite different from the other games though and i was just reading about it, it they seem to have made it like everything designed it 
every single brick, so it's proper Lego bricks, unlike the previous games. They've taken liberties with the, the sizes and shapes yeah. and stuff, haven't they? Yeah. With a lot of the bricks in the previous yeah, games. But yeah, but this one, they've designed it to make it seem like every single Lego brick. There's a dance activity to do <laughs> as well. That's quite fun. <laughs> and every time you get 100% of little gems, you get everything's awesome playing, so that's quite cool. So it's really good. You've got to be careful with those <laughs> as well because... Um, they're actually they actually end up being part of the hundred percent of the game. Yeah. So make sure you do all your dances and get them right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this is weird because this is the first game I've completed before you. <laughs> has it got um has it got all the original voice cast from the yeah. film? Yeah. Yeah, it has. It does. Oh, excellent. Doing um I think must have recorded it specially because it is slightly different certain scenes and all mm. that in, in game. You know, we've got cutscenes from the film, but in game we've still got all the original voices. Will Arnett as Batman yep. was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't got that far yet. <laughs> I'm, lo- uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing a Lego Batman yeah. movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah. And that's it for me this week. So, what have you been playing then, Jazzy? Yeah, right. So, yeah, first up is uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, it's superb. It's it's the strangest premise for a game I think I've ever ever seen. Um, the game looks like an old Zelda game. Uh, like a sort of dungeon crawler, uh, roguelike. You know, you go you, um, something like Binding of Isaac. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're trying to fight your way for a series of dungeons. The only difference is uh, that the character you play, Cadence, can only move on the beat of the music. So um, all movements and attacks actually happen with the game soundtrack. So yeah, you're having to use. You don't use the joysticks to move. You just use your four face keys. So up, down, left, and right on the uh, on the on the face keys, like uh, move you around. So uh, yeah, it's it it then turns into sort of almost Hitman Go in a sense where, on, but you're doing it on the fly. So you're having to puzzle your way through because certain enemies attack at you know one will attack from the left, one will attack from if you come down from above. So you're having to manoeuvre yourself around these things on the you know like a rhythm action game as well. So it's it's an incredible incredible game. And then to add to that, it then has the spelunky thing of procedurally generated levels so every time you run through it it's completely different it's just an incredible incredible game and it's got so much whimsy on top of that you know the, the soundtrack is absolutely incredible it's done by the guy um, who did the soundtrack to Cannibal and uh, Retro City Rampage as well so um, yeah it's just like one of those like we were talking about earlier with um, Hotline Miami the, um, the soundtrack to that was just like really sort of like a really nice pumping techno soundtrack so yeah, you you you've got something really amazing to listen to as you're as you're moving around the levels. It gets to the point where when you're hitting things on the beat, and the swipes are coming in on the beat and stuff, and it it really gets you amped up and really hyped, and you kind of go, oh, I'm oh, getting really in the flow of this now. And you kind of you know when you get through a like tricky section, you really feel like you've achieved something just from the way the soundtrack builds up with it. You know, and it's lovely. Like you get to, um, you go into the shop, and the shopkeeper's there, and he's singing like the Go Compare Man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but he's singing along with the song, and he's adding like a little vocal track on top of the song. So it's all sort of, you know, it all ties in as well. But yeah, you you fight, you have to fight your way through four dungeons, and then you have like sort of mini bosses in each each dungeon, and then a main boss at the end. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a tricky little game, but um, I'm absolutely loving it, and I heartily recommend it to anyone. You know, latch games especially because it is so simple. You're just using up, down, left, right. That's it. There's no trick to it. It is just pattern recognition. You know, if you can if you can recognise a pattern, and you can hit one of the four keys. That's it. That's all you need to know. 
So, uh, yeah, that's the first game. So highly recommend that. And then the second game, which I know Mark's going to probably bend my ear for <laughs> talking about, is, um, is Battleborn. Uh, I, I picked that up on the PC Um uh, cheap only only for about 20 well it was being once the reviews came out and everyone was saying oh no this isn't this isn't any anything this isn't a great game suddenly the uh, price started to nosedive so yeah picked it up for like 20 quid as a digital download i kind of had the beta for battleborn paragon and overwatch and i kind of was looking for a new shooter to play played overwatch and i thought you know what this is incredible this is a great game the thing with it for me was, is it is so distilled down to, as we were talking about earlier, that 15 minutes of gameplay, which I was looking for. Um, the problem with it was, was once I'd played that 15 minutes over and over and over again, I kind of had my feel of it just from the beta. And it was like, I, I don't want to go back to this. I don't want to just keep repeating and you know, rinse and repeat. Yes, I can go back and play the different characters and their different styles, but to to me, like once I'm locked into a couple of characters, that's all I want to play. And I didn't think I was going to get that longevity out of the game. Um, so then I tried the Paragon beta and I thought, well, this is, I'm learning, at the moment, I'm learning how to play Dota. And um, that's really technical and Paragon is basically Dota in third person form. So I was playing that and I, find, I found that quite dry and a, a little bit kind of emotionless. So I thought, well, that's not the game for me either. Then there was Battleborn, and that is like a halfway point between the two. It's got all the kind of chaos of Overwatch, but it's got a, a lot more of a tactical sense from the MOBA side of the game that they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to build. That this this is what it's all about. The, the multiplayer is it's, it's a really weird schizophrenic game. The multiplayer side of it is kind of a hybrid MMO where you're you kind of send drones that drones out you have like waves of creeps that you're trying to defend to send into like a turbine to get destroyed to put your money up and then the first person to fill their money bar wins you know first team to fill the money bar wins um and that satisfies that kind of like like i said i've been playing dota i've been getting right into it and playing that in first person really really sort of gave that extra tactical edge that maybe I was looking for that Overwatch doesn't didn't really give me. I want I needed that kind of I don't know that that kind of objective based thing to really get my teeth into. So that 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 really tickled my fancy. And then then I came to the single player section, which is a completely different game again, and it's very odd. It's almost like Destiny. Big, long, large puzzle levels that you've got to kind of um work your way through uh, in, in a, with four co-op bodies, buddies online uh, you'll always pick guys up for public games just like as you log on so and, th- and this is where the problems come in with the game multiplayer I really enjoy you can pick up a game pretty quickly it's great the single player side of it you have to wait for an eternity for anyone to get into a lobby when you do it's brilliant and you start playing but these these levels will go on for an hour now, if you fail 45 minutes into that single-player mission, that's it. You're just kicked straight back out to the lobby. And you've just wasted 45 minutes. And it's such a shame because the actual... Um, it, it is basically fighting your way from arena to arena, arena very much like um, like Destiny is. But um, 
that that feels a lot more borderlandsy. But yeah, it's it's really super annoying when you, you've got so far into a game and and you know it you, you get kicked out. You know maybe because you've just been overwhelmed or you know you know you know what it's like when you play first person shit. Sometimes it just doesn't go well and and you know you get overwhelmed and that's it and then to be kicked right back out to the menu rather than giving you an opportunity to push on for that last 15 minutes is is a little bit mean really but yeah it's weird because it's, it's it's part mobile part tower defence because you're having to build these all around these arenas that you get put into there are uh, traps and uh, turrets and things that you can build with money that you're accruing as you're killing uh, creeps and, and killing the other team so there's this weird, there's a real kind of tactical element to it that that really gets me. Like tactical in as much as, like say tower defence, you're you're planning out where everyone's going to go and trying to filter them through choke points and stuff. But I'm I'm really enjoying it, but I can see why people would bounce off it massively because there's so much going on in it that you can't just jump in and play it. You kind of have to jump in and get a feel for this strange tactical battle that they they want you to um, to perform but uh yeah uh i had a slightly different experience <laughs> with it so yeah, here um, we go <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i know you were gonna bend my ear <laughs> no i'm not i'm not gonna hate on it too much so i um downloaded the beta uh i mean the girlfriend jumped in to uh, a mission once the game finally lets in because there was some serious yeah. problems getting into this getting loading into a server uh and you can't even get into the menu until you'd gotten to the front of the queue. So we sat there for 20 minutes waiting to get into a game, loaded into a mission, didn't try and, you know, match make, so there was just me and my girlfriend playing, and I picked the character, is it Wrath? The space vampire yes, with the swords. the swords, yeah. And I think I, I, I immediately felt bad, really didn't like the game straight off, but I think... Well, the problem is, is there's like 50% of the characters are melee. Yes. Which melee, first-person melee isn't the easiest thing to do no. in in any game and then to have 50 percent of your characters that way yeah is you know is is limiting you in in the enjoyment factor straight off the bat yeah you know? so first impressions were really bad um loaded up the next day and jumped into the multiplayer and as evidenced by the amount of footage i ended up uploading to the laps gamer um youtube channel uh did actually have a decent amount of fun with it um yeah the, the mode you're talking about the one where you have to escort the minions to the point where they get destroyed i like the way that that was framed where the two teams are trying to appease the, your robot overlords by yeah, feeding it. the maximum number of, of minions to them um it's the game's got a a, a good amount of humor but i started to find the humor ground uh, on me a little bit in a way yeah. that Borderlands never did. Um, no, so Borderlands was quite sophomoric in that in that respect, but this sort of goes a little bit too extreme with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of Tiny Tina turned up, which is, you know, I can see if you haven't got that kind of silly, crazy internet meme sense of humour, then maybe, yeah, it would, it would really annoy you after a while. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was trying. It was trying to do quite a lot, and, I, and it's interesting what it was trying to do. It just didn't really click with me. The shooting never yeah. felt particularly tight. It always felt a little bit floaty. There was. It, it didn't. Re- there was no real um, feedback on whether you were connecting with your shots and when you were taking much damage. Unless you actually see your health bar going down, you had no idea that you were actually taking damage. Yeah. Um, and uh, like the multiplayer matches just took so long. Uh, 
that's the thing. Whereas that's definitely a holdover from the MOBA side of it. Yeah, it, it takes hours. And I, I'm no stranger to playing long. I play a lot of Battlefield, and matches on that can last you know 40 minutes to an hour, depending on how tight they are. But I've I recently have I've, I've you know I've gotten into more casual not casual but like shorter matches like playing a lot of splatoon where the matches are a rigid three minutes long um there's there's a strict time limit on the matches in overwatch um and destiny multiplayer the matches in that don't last particularly long either so you can jump in play a couple of games and then jump out whereas like a match on battleborn could take you know half an hour at least uh, to finish if, yeah. if both teams were playing particularly well um, I think I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more I definitely would have enjoyed the PvE element a hell of a lot more if I'd actually been playing with people I could communicate with rather than yeah. just playing because that's the thing yeah, that, like, that's the only problem it's, with that game is that the player base now is dwindling so therefore yes. and you've got to bring your friends in whereas like Destiny um has you know you can you can jump on Destiny LFG or the Destiny Fire Team subreddit or any number of resources to be able to find people to play with if you don't have people already to play with. So you've always got a team that you can communicate with and have a lot of fun doing the raids or whatever. These missions mm. like they they do include like a reasonable amount of, of you know mechanical complications um, that require teamwork and you having to play like how someone has to pick a support character to be able to support the other players and playing different roles that aren't yeah. particularly well explained. Whereas yeah. like when yeah. I jumped into Overwatch and you play through the, the tutorial and you instantly get how the game plays and then you jump into a match and you've got the tool tips down the side saying and it divides the characters up at the bottom so you've got your attackers, defenders, tanks and support and it's telling you on yeah. the side you haven't got any tanks, you haven't got any support characters, there's too many people playing sniper or something like that so the team can balance itself out and you know what role you're playing and once you've played a character for a few matches you start to get a feel of how that character plays and how you can support the other characters and um and that just felt a hell of a lot more a hell of a lot tighter for me than uh, than battleborn yeah. did so that, that's that thing i was saying to you earlier about um overwatch being just so distilled down mm-hmm. they've, they've down down to even those kinds of menus whereas in battleborn i feel that there is a great game there mm-hmm. there's a kernel of an, an amazing game there it's just that all that kind of distillation and and kind of refinement just hasn't been put into it yeah it's kind of they've crammed a load of things into a box and then punted it out and it's such a shame because you you can see i can see a lot of promise in it and it's just silly things like even with the, the game itself there's a lot of visual noise there's a lot of explosions and a lot of kind of um effects and stuff going off and the suddenly the screen you don't know where you are you can't you, you suddenly don't know where you are you can't see what's going on and that needs to be toned down a little bit yes. and it's just so those those little refinements that I think if they made another one like you know if they got to make another Battleborn they would take a lot of lessons from mm-hmm. and actually I think people would be drawn to it more but yeah I can I can see that, that all, all the problems that everyone sort of comes up with I can I can totally see but there's something in that kernel of the game that I'm that's still hooking me still bringing me back to play it you know I'll, I'll, eventually I'll, I'll be jumping on overwatch like everyone else but mm-hmm. at the moment for for 20 for 20 quid i've got a, i've had some real real fun out of that game yeah you know? so when it comes down in price enough i will definitely pick it up because whereas overwatch has taken something that's been existed for a long time it's basically team fortress 2 
which is yeah. just, well it's, if you take Team Fortress two, tried and tested yeah and the Team Fortress before that like, you're looking at 10-15 games worth of a 10-15 years worth of like well established gameplay that they've just taken mm. and made their own and made incredibly tight but it is you know it's it's well well travelled uh, ground whereas in Battleborn Gearbox tried to do something that hasn't been done before and for that you know I salute them for that it's just I didn't want to pay 50 quid for it but when yeah. it comes down in price I'll definitely pick it up I just hope there's still a player base yeah. at that point well I think they'll stay uh, the player base will stay on the PC well I've been told anyway like when I went to pick it up I thought right should I get it on the console should I get it on the PC and I was told get it on the PC because that's where their longevity is going to be that's where the the guys are still going to keep playing yeah. you know, on the consoles it's going to come and go yeah because on the consoles it's the next shine isn't it Always, yeah. you know, people yeah. seem to well, be move on, move on. I mean, we you're talking about uh, Battlefront the other week, and yeah, yeah, oh, that's died a death. <laughs> it seems, yeah, spectacularly. I've got to say though, with like Battleborn, um, I don't. Uh, I want. Uh, I think one of the things that maybe hurt it or hurt its player base is the fact that there wasn't a huge amount of press or. A huge amount of interest about it. Whereas, like, for instance, yesterday, uh, Overwatch released the final, um, at least before the game comes out, the final animated short based around one of their characters. And it was the, if you went onto the front page of Reddit, it was the top voted post on Reddit oh, yeah. all day. Like, the the hype around that game is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there was posts floating around the other day about people who were so desperate to play Overwatch that they were role-playing Overwatch in other games. There were people pl- trying to role-play as Overwatch characters in Counter-Strike nice. and, and things like that. Like, the, I think the player base around that is going to be absolutely huge. Uh, yeah. And it's just like the, the amount of marketing and the amount of... like. Because Battleborn had like the one beta, the amount think, of goodwill behind it yeah. as well from from gamers. Like every, everyone can see it's a quality product and can see, you know, like like you say, anyone can jump into that game and do well. Yeah, you know, um, so it's it's gonna just the the, the base for, of players that are gonna be able to pick that up and stick with it is gonna be massive. Yeah, you know, um, it, and it, like you say, Battleborn has definitely gone for a. a a niche though they've hoped to find a niche that they can sort of expand on mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think I, th- I think they've actually this game is too early yeah you know if I think there's if they'd have waited a few years I think they, that niche would have expanded and then they could have come in with this game but I think they've tried to open a market that maybe necessarily wasn't there not yet no you know? it's, yeah I think yeah. it might be a little bit before it's time do you think um, the reputation of Gearbox might have hampered it or harmed it you know with Aliens Colour well and yeah I think that there's still Gearbox has still got a decent amount of goodwill from you know from their mm. fans because the the two Borderlands games were were very much loved. I mean, I, mm. I think they're they're both fantastic games, especially Borderlands Two. But then there's Colonial Marines yes. and there's the Handsome Jack collection. Yeah, you know, uh, you know that kind of thing. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Duke Nukem. Obviously, yeah. that wasn't their game. No. And they sort of, oh my! And they, they they haven't they've had more misses and they've had hits mm. and there's now a concern that maybe they're just just punting games out now yeah you know yeah well this doesn't Whereas, feel like it's been just pumped out mm. like in terms of the concept at least because it is trying to do something so yeah. different they didn't make Borderlands 3 and just throw it out with you know some 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 characters that will be forgotten um, they yeah. tried to do something new and pumped it out with characters that will be forgotten <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it, it, it will 
definitely was an experiment and it's obviously just one that hasn't taken no no but uh, you know I, I, maybe if they get a chance to try and perfect it with the second release maybe it'll yeah, find a foothold yeah. yeah but it is an interesting game at least they, they are trying to do something new yeah definitely which has got to be applauded Okay, moving on to the news. Just got uh, a couple, well, three short stories this week. First one coming from Metro is that there has been a leak, a supposed leak, of uh, an upcoming Destiny expansion uh, titled Rise of Iron. Uh, artwork for the next major DLC update for Destiny has appeared online, implying a connection to the Iron Banner event. Originally, uh, originally the plan was to have Destiny 2 out this year. It was due to come out in uh, September, uh, but that's been pushed back to 2017 now. And instead, this autumn will see the release of a major new expansion. We now supposedly know what it's called. The image leaked via Reddit is of... Uh, the um, Iron Banner champion Lord Saladin standing and the, uh, the snowy remnants of uh, the, the wall surrounding the last city on Earth wielding a giant fuck-off flaming hammer. <laughs> uh, no, giant axe, sorry, flaming axe. Uh, winged by a couple of, of wolves. There's been a lot of rumour and speculation about this. Nobody's confirming it. Well, obviously, the Bungie themselves aren't, aren't confirming or denying it. Uh, the image looks legit. But I've been led down the garden path before when it comes to, to Destiny's um, leaks. So I'm not, I don't want to <laughs> say that it's definite, but I don't know if it's true. It's kind of interesting. Um, speculation is that if it is true, then it will involve the, well, it'll include the the supposed raid that was going to be included with last year's um, House of Wolves expansion, but then got... Um, well, they did. They decided to launch it without a raid and put in the, the Prison of Elders event instead because they wanted to work on it a little bit longer um, after the disappointment that was the Crater's End raid from the second deal. Sorry, from the first DLC. Um, I'm. I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't want to get my hopes up. Is it looks <laughs> the image looks awesome, and Lord Saladin's a really cool character, and the the whole lore behind the the Iron Lords and the Iron Banner is really interesting, and the idea of of a, a raid that that centres around the the fallen, as the speculation is going at the moment, sounds really cool. But yeah, well, that's the thing. Is, yeah, you've been burnt before, and it's one of those ones where it's kind of. It, it sounds amazing. And it sounds like like just having a new raid is all that is enough for me to want to jump back in. Um, but like you say, it's just, it's just that thing of is it really? You know, uh, you don't you don't want to get your hopes up. That's the problem with that's the problem with Destiny all over. Is that you know it's just been so mired in such such weirdness all the way through its lifespan. You just kind of can't take anything seriously and you can't take anything on face value with it. No. I mean, they, they managed to develop a lot of goodwill when The Taken King came out last year. Yeah. And um, It'd be lovely Luke if they could Smith, build on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Luke Smith, the guy who was the creative director behind the, the Vault of Glass raid from the, the original vanilla game, which was the best part by a long way of the vanilla mm. game, oh, was the creative director on The Taken King. And The Taken King was fantastic. But... He is now leading development of Destiny 2. So whether or not he is involved in this new expansion at all, we don't know. So yeah. I, I want it needs yeah. to be good. It the needs jury to be, is out. 
Yeah, it needs to be a com- comparable at least in quality to the Taken King in order to keep the player base on because we could be waiting until September 2017 for Destiny 2 and that's a long way away and I don't know whether, they're, they're, unless they manage to keep interest up, then a lot of the player base will fall off. I mean, despite all of the problems that Destiny's had, it's still got a fantastic community. Um, the Destiny subreddit is is one of the best game uh, single game centered subreddits out there and the community is still you know fantastic and really supportive but um yeah i've i've got high hopes but like i said i've, I've had my fingers burnt before <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> next up in the news um uncharted 4 has sold 2.7 million copies worldwide that's 2.7 million copies worldwide during the first week of sale. Sony has reported that this figure includes the physical copies and the downloads. I'm not exactly sure whereabouts this leaves us, though, because I'm absolutely flummoxed by these figures. Is this good or bad? What does this equate to? Any ideas? So I'm looking at the VGCharts.com, their yearly global chart. Yeah. Um, the top of the chart, number one, Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, yearly has sold 3,377,000 copies <laughs> wow. uh, in eight weeks. And yeah, mm. the, I was going to say, they've got a hell of a head start on it. Yeah. Yeah, and the next one down on there is like Call of Duty Black Ops 3 on PS4. It's only sold 2.3 million copies in 26 weeks. Wow. And don't forget, Uncharted's only on one platform as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to think it's going to have a longer tail as well, you know, yeah. over Christmas and stuff. And mm. so hopefully, yeah, that, that, that number will rise. Mm. That is amazing. I'm really stoked it's, for a Naughty Dog on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite... GTA numbers, but then who, hel- who has GTA numbers? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's get real. And that opens on multiple platforms, doesn't it? That opens yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. So... And everybody in the dog wants to play GTA. One of the RPGs that I've been looking forward to has been delayed again. Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is the non-fantasy medieval-based RPG. It's been pushed back to 2017. Developer Warhol Studios has confirmed the delay in a statement to WCCF Tech. What I've seen of it, comparable to The Witcher 3. But once again, I'm not too concerned. Let them get the game right when it's ready. Let them release it. It's better to get, like... I mean, have that... Warhol Studios haven't really brought anything else out before have they i don't recognize the name at all no this was a kickstarter game I understand. yeah and i'm not too sure about the history of warhorse i don't know if it's been the developers being come from elsewhere but i'm i don't really know was this one that's just it. the middle ages thing yes yeah yeah that, that looked really interesting no, it's a shame that's mm. been put yeah. back but like you i'd rather them release something that's actually uh, a solid product straight away yeah yeah i just looked it up they've only been around since uh august 2011 they're a private company they haven't got any like big publisher backing or anything like that this is their first game um it makes sense for them to make sure that it is a, mm. a, the best product they can put out you don't want your first game to be rushed yeah. and broken when it comes no. out the door mm. they're going to pick holes in it everybody if it, if it is broken so yes let them get it all right unless of course you bethesda and then you can get away with it Okay, so we're going to try and 
knock out some E3 predictions because it's not that far away. We're less than a month away from, from E3. Um, so, what what are people expecting from E3 this year? Something, hopefully, because at the moment yeah. it seems like everyone's mm. disappearing from E3. Yeah, no Nintendo, no Disney, no... I think EA and Activision aren't going to be doing anything big there. I mean, they might have a show for all presents and they're going to do their own separate press conferences or like digital press conferences, something like that, but they're not going to have a big stage presence like they usually did. Mm. Um, so you've only got Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Bethesda, <laughs> and... <Only. laughs> yeah, and yeah, the, you know, the PC one as well. Oh, and Ubisoft as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Ubisoft press conferences are always really cringy and awkward yeah strange yeah. Uh, do you remember that bit last year when um uh oh god i can't remember her name the voice of lana in archer yeah um oh, no. i know i can't remember her name yeah she, she was she, spotted she was in a friends guy. Uh, she was, yeah she yeah. spotted a guy in the crowd he was dressed as the character from um the new assassin's creed and went, had a really cringeworthy awkward interview with him and try, they tried to uh make a meme there on the spot as if that's how memes are made <laughs> so yeah the, the Ubisoft ones are always cringeworthy but I mean what can we what, what do you reckon we can expect I mean there's going to be lots of Sony VR from the Sony press conference yeah there's going to be a lot um, of yeah. uh, leaning on VR and kind of um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect to see some HoloLens stuff to compete with that just to so so Microsoft can show that they're they're still in the game yeah you know yeah, <laughs> we're still we're, here. We're still, we're still here, guys. Something. We're still here. <laughs> yeah, we're still here, guys. Yeah. Look, look, we've got these yeah. glasses that no one can afford. <laughs> I still don't understand why. Like, um, I mean, Adam was talking about it on a, on an episode a while ago about uh, Hololens and how nobody seems to know exactly how they're going to use it, how they're going to incorporate it. They're, they're not trying, they haven't really gone out of their way to try and sell it as a game peripheral in the nice. same way that Oculus Rift and HTC Vive and PlayStation VR is being sold as, this is the future of playing games. Nobody knows what HoloLens does. No, they they, they just haven't got games. any focus. It reminds me of Microsoft Surface. Do you remember that? Way back when? Uh, yeah. And and that ended up turning into the, the, t- the tablets they've got now. You know, they just took all that technology and shrunk it. So I'm imagining HoloLens is going to be, it's, it has that same feel about it, that they're going to take that tech and they're leaning on game, like games at the moment. But if you actually look at all their kind of, um, uh, all of their like sales pattern and stuff, it, it mm-hmm. seems to be now falling more into the kind of useful in you know, medicine and engineering and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think it'll end up going into industry as opposed to, coming anywhere near games well there have been some rumours floating about that maybe Microsoft would try and partner with an already established VR headset maker like the rumours I've heard are you know uh, Oculus Rift support for the Xbox One which I can't see happening unless they designed a different version of the Oculus Rift headset because we've all seen the recommended specifications for a PC yeah. that will run an Oculus mm. Rift. Well, I've um, I've got one at the moment, and and to to run that, I have to have pretty much like a, a grand and a half's worth of PC gear and like yeah. the latest graphics card to run it. Yeah. So how how you would integrate that with an Xbox One? Short of doing what the the uh, the Morpheus is the P you know the PSVR and having a separate breakout box. You know, I, I can't see how you would do it. No. 
But even with the PlayStation VR, that's been built from the ground up to work with the PlayStation 4, whereas the Oculus Rift has been built to work with a yeah. beefy PC. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing in terms of, of hardware. I mean, Sony are also going to have, well, we reckon at least. I, I don't know. Have they actually officially confirmed PlayStation 4.5 no. or PlayStation no. Neo? Right. So they might announce that. Microsoft, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of that because Phil Spencer came out a while ago and says he's not interested in iterative upgrades. Like yeah. um, He's more interested in like big upgrades um, to, to the hardware. Uh, so I don't know whether Microsoft will have anything, you know, or maybe, they, maybe will. they will. Maybe they'll. If it, if if so, if you know, if the rumors are true, then maybe Microsoft will do something to try and compete because with PlayStation, if PlayStation Neo is a real thing and it comes out, then suddenly the, the Xbox One is even further behind in terms of power. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I reckon whatever happens, Microsoft will announce something and then give it a couple of months and hope that everybody forgets and just quietly sweep it under the carpet again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they'll have like they'll they'll, they'll there's in all possibility they'll just try and frame it as 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 they've done in in the past, just games, games, games. It's all about the games. Mm. They'll probably announce a new Halo. There'll be stuff for Gears of War four. There'll be a new Forza because there's always a new Forza. Yeah, <laughs> and they're be, moving into the PC at the moment with yeah. Forza as well. So there'll be something interesting to do with PC integration. Yeah, like PC integration across the board for, yeah. for Xbox. Um, then they try and bring some parity between Xbox One and Windows 10. Um, there'll be there'll probably be some Crackdown 3, maybe some stuff about games that they announced and then haven't really said a lot about since then, like uh, ReCore and um, yeah. Phantom the, Dust. The Rare game, the Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates yeah. game. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, that's yeah, what I'd yeah. Be, I'd be very interested to see if that comes up because that looks incredible if yeah. what they're saying they can do. Yeah, Mark would be interested if they've got sea shanties. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still well, playing Assassin's Creed the, the battle system, a part of the battle system is actually the same black flag, sort of two boats crashing into each other and broadsiding and stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, yeah. it looks yeah, that sort of missed slightly opportunity, Ubisoft. Yeah, missed opportunity. And then put that put that in a kind of over, with the Overwatch art style or stylish art style. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I can see that doing some serious serious numbers if if they do it right. Yeah. Uh, on the Sony side, I don't know what anything they'll have that's new. There'll probably be some more. God of War Four. Yeah, there might be a new God of War, or, uh, or maybe that studio's working on something new. I don't think we've heard anything either way. Yeah. Um, uh, the Last Guardian is supposed to be coming out this year. Apparently, that's what they told us last year. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there might be some um, some more Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, some more Shenmue stuff. Uh, maybe some more news about um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Um, there will probably be something about um, Persona Five because that's due oh. out in Japan in September, and no idea when it's coming out in the West, but. Hopefully not too long after that because I can't wait for that game. 2018. 2018, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say um, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. The, yeah, um, yeah, the Horizon Gorilla Zero game. Dawn. Yeah, the guys who made Killzone and making that kind of Monster Hunter meets mm. Tomb Raider and Enslaved type game. I'm really interested to see if there's any development on that as well. Because that. Have they done anything but Killzone? I don't know, actually. I no. don't believe so. Hmm. Have a quick look. This really is a games. weird jump from then. <laughs> totally out of the comfort uh, zone. Yeah. 
Yes, their first game was called Shellshock Nam 67. Oh, oh I remember yeah. that on PS2. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then a bunch of Killzone games and then Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Stick to what you know. <laughs> We've seemed to have a trend of um, old LucasArts games coming out the last two years in this Sony conference. I've got a feeling another LucasArts game might come out. Maybe Zap McCracken or... Maybe Full Throttle or something like that. Yeah, something like an Indiana Jones game maybe we might see uh, we might see like a teaser of whatever Amy Hennig's team is working on over Ooh, a year nice. yeah. their uh, Star Wars property yeah. I was just thinking I don't know which conference it was slot into maybe the, the PC one but the final part of the Witcher 3 DLC comes out at the end of this month so mm. we might finally see something around um, Cyberpunk 2077 Oh, that'd be uh, nice. Next, yeah. uh, the next project, yeah, I'm really... Because <laughs> we've only really seen a trailer of that, haven't mm. we? Yeah, mm. and that was enough to get me excited. Yeah. Red Dead 2, come on. I think take two. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that's, that's the white whale, isn't it? That's the one that yeah. everyone wants. <laughs> yeah, our oh, bully two. One of those two, please. The fact that Bethesda are back again, uh, and we already know what most of the games they're going to talk about are makes me wonder whether they're going to have something up their sleeves like they'll probably talk about upcoming fallout 4 dlc they'll talk about dishonored 2 they might talk about i don't know dlc for doom um but it'll be a bit of a damp squib compared to last year's fallout um extravaganza if they don't have something new to announce so they may have a surprise yeah yeah because otherwise it's just adding on to what they did last year yeah. Seems so pointless. you think that'll be a new IP announcement? I don't know whether it'll be a new IP. Um, uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's far too too soon after the release of Fallout 4 for them to say, hey, we've got a new Elder Scrolls. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll just show some footage from, uh, Dis- from Dishonored 2 that makes the game look so good that everybody wets themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Shadow of Mordor 2. Uh, yeah, no, Shadow of Mordor would be cool. Uh, but that's, that's Warner <laughs> yeah. Brothers, isn't it? That's yeah. Warner Brothers, Shadow of yeah. the second one. I think that'll be announced. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I've got a feeling that'll be announced. Mm. I think it's been two years since the last one came out, so... Yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't know what else they've got. They'll probably make another Arkham game, but Rocksteady are done with that now. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocksteady are probably, probably. Rock, yeah, Rocksteady are probably moving on to something new. I don't know whether they'll move completely away from comic books and try something different. It'll be nice to see them try something different um, after the success they had with the Batman games. Um, Squeenix is probably just going to be more Final Fantasy Trills. 15, more Kingdom Hearts, more Nier. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. Coming yeah. soon, yeah. I'm actually quite interested in the in the near announcement. Uh, like, mm. obviously, I, I played that on the on the Xbox 360 um, via, because of a friend. He, he absolutely raved about it, and I actually did get quite into it. So, to see a a, a higher, more high polished version of that, you know, as a, as a sequel kind of thing, yeah, I'd be really interested to see that. Mm. And Crackdown Three. Mm. Has anyone got any kind of love for the Crackdown series? Oh, man, so much love. That's what made me buy the 360 in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see, because it's supposed to be kind of, like, quite destructible, and, you know, you can... Very. Yeah, and I'm just really interested to see if they're going to do, like, an on-stage demo with that. I'd really like to see that. 
Well, the last I saw, there was the collapsible environment demo. Yeah. Uh, that was going back to way before Christmas last year. And um, I saw it and thought, hang on a minute, how are they going to make it a playable plot? Because if you can destroy the whole city, then whoever's yeah. hiding in it is suddenly completely exposed. I'd, I'd imagine it would be out. very... I'd imagine it'd be very much like um, uh, what was the oh what was the what was the game where you could run through with a hammer or through it was set on Mars oh, oh uh, Red Faction um, Red Faction yeah, yeah. yeah. Red Faction yeah. I'd imagine it'd be very much like that where certain things you can take out and certain things you can't I'm just looking at an article um, from earlier this year about how um, the Take Two uh, CEO Strauss Zelnick announced that they're going to be at E3 this year in a big way yeah um, so that could mean one of two things possibly both of them either a new Bioshock game because of yeah. course they still own that IP um, yeah it's been a few mm. years since the last one uh, the other thing could be Red Dead Redemption 2 mm. or oh, Mafia 3 showing off even more yeah but like if it is Red Dead Redemption 3 I've read Redemption, Redemption 2 sorry um, well it's 3 really calling it. well, it's actually 3 yeah, free. <laughs> yeah well, it's the third game in the Red Dead series yes. whoever, Red Dead Return or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah whoever gets to show that either Microsoft or Sony on their conference that is going to be a massive coup that yeah. will explode yeah yeah because I can't I've think of a game that people want mm. to be brought back more than Red Dead I'd yeah. love to see the Punisher come back <laughs> Anybody remember this one? That was an awesome the PS2. game. PS2, yeah, the PS2 and the Xbox mm, One. Yeah, uh, and the timing couldn't be better at the minute with the latest um, series of Daredevil with the Punisher in there. Yeah, he's know. getting his own spin-off. He's show getting as well. off. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So somebody really ought to get that shit in gear. Mm. Let's go. Mm. I've got a feeling that Sony's going to go back into their back because We've got Shadow of the Beast coming out this month mm. I mm. think maybe Destruction Derby or a Wipeout oh, oh Wipeout oh my god I can't tackle I, it that's, that's that's the problem is that obviously that, that team has now been scattered to yeah. the four wings mm. yeah. and, and to give that to a new team would be that name is so beloved that I think that would be a very very hard thing to do to give to another team mm. you'd, you'd mm. be better I mean the thing is you've got like something like Fast Racing Neo on the Wii U yeah, pretty much does that yeah. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's one of those ones. It's, it's they're too big shoes to fill, and I don't know if they, they would go back there. I think that might have that series may have run its course. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but if you look, it, at it's it, lovely, it's lovely to dream, yeah. but I just I just oh, cannot I see that. A destruction derby, I'd definitely go for. Yeah. Talking about a, a racing series that's been going for twenty years. Obviously, you've had um, the, the announcement of Gran Turismo Sport. Yeah, 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 exactly. There was the trailer that came out um, uh, last week. Yeah, uh, a new trailer for that. That that, that possibly form a, um, part of the Sony conference as well because that's expected this year, I think. Yes. But finally, they'll have a, a, a contender for uh, the, the Forza games in terms of like slightly more sim-based racing, at least. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure they'll possibly talk about the future of. Um, Drive Club because that is going to form a part of their VR plans even though they've closed down the studio yeah so what What are there, are there any kind of VR games that have been kind of mooted for the, the PSVR you know is that, that's going to be a big push in their conference um, I, I'd imagine I'm going to I'm going to 
I don't know. I, I, I'm a kind of expecting. I don't know whether it happened, but I'm kind of expecting them to announce that that No Man's Sky will work with PlayStation VR. Yeah, I can see that because it seems like the sort of game that's perfectly suited to, to a VR yeah. headset. Mm, yeah. Apart from that, I don't know. But then, to be honest, like, if can, can you name many big games that are available for Oculus Rift or or HTC Vive? No, I mean you've got the uh, Eve Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, is is the the standout game? that I can yeah. just pop off the top of my head I mean like I say uh, Project Cars um, mm. I know that's on the PC I've, I've, I've run that I could see that um, that get gaining support but I don't see that being a, a conference name no apparently racing games like that cause real problems for people wearing the, the VR headsets as well yeah. because when you go when you go up or down elevation or break uh, yeah, you don't. Your, your stomach doesn't go no, no, and it's making yeah. people feel very ill, apparently. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you get a complete disconnect with your body and your what you're seeing. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. It's going to be the same deal, I think, as it is with um, with the Oculus Net and the Vive, in that most of the games are kind of like silly little throwaway games or tech demos. I mean, one of the few games I've seen available on the, the HTC Vive that's kind of made me think, oh, I, I wouldn't mind playing that, is that um, the Job Simulator game. Right. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. seen that one? Yeah. Oh, the one with the race cannon stuff. Um, the the one where like you, you, you you're in an office and you've got to be like yeah. stapling things and yeah. yeah. And he played this. Did you play that one? Yeah. I think it's the one where I'm um, on the HTC Vive. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, where you can like you're in a museum of how humans used to live their lives and you can uh, you can uh, work in like a the kitchen of a cafeteria or uh, in an office and things like that. Um, <laughs> It's not. It's not really much that's come out on any of the on either of the two VR um, headsets that have been. Looking through the list of um, PSVR games, you've got Res Infinite. So oh got, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, Psychonauts, Psychonauts, Rhombus of Ruin. Uh, so that's the the Tim Schafer uh, VR game that he's been working on for quite a while, actually. Uh, there's yeah. a really interesting one called Gollum. Where you uh, you play as a girl controlling um, golems, like uh, so you're actually viewing it from a toy's perspective. So all the rooms are massive. I thought uh, you were on about Lord of the Rings. I'd play oh. on the circus. <laughs> and you play Jewel. <laughs> I would do an impression, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, uh, that, they look like the kind of standout kind of uh, PSVR. Yeah. You know. Oh, and hundred foot robot like- golf. Yeah, 100-foot robot golf, there's like Eve Valkyries apparently coming to PlayStation VR. There's little things like the, the London Heist, which look kind of interesting, but a bit throwaway. Yeah. Uh, the Playroom the Until is Dawn. coming to VR. Until Dawn's coming. Yeah, they bring that on-rail shooter mm. spin-off of Until Dawn. Um, oh, yeah. There's the Deep. That's that thing that is that all the diving game? so far. Yeah, the diving game where you're in a, like a shark cage. Um that looks interesting. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it looks like something that you'd want to, you know, play on someone else's console. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's one actually. There's, there's one uh, uh, they showed E3 last year that looked quite interesting. That Riggs mechanized combat league. Yes. Yes. It's like um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you know that film Robot Jocks. Yes. It's like that, <laughs> <laughs> but in a in a VR headset. That looks kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's that Gollum game, uh, and then yeah, until Dawn Rush of Blood. But I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they're going to have some more games that are announced. Yeah. But there's there's not that many full 
you know proper full games that are going to at the moment that we know work with the VR headset that's going to warrant you paying for it. If you think of it as a console launch, you know to have eight or nine games at a launch launch of a peripheral is actually you know not bad going. Yeah, but you'd want those eight or nine games to be substantial games, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. which I, I'm hoping that they can announce some stuff like support for No Man's Sky and maybe some other actual full games that work with it that will warrant you shelling out the cost of a new console just for a yeah. headset. I don't know. Is there, is there everybody's golf? Oh, they haven't done a new everybody's golf in a while. No, no that's that's also on Vita, I think. Mm, yeah. Maybe one of them. That could be good with VR. Mm. There's that new golf game that's been made by the um, old Burnout team. Oh, uh, mm. not Dangerous Golf, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, basically it's Burnout Crash Mode. Um, Excellent. Expanded into with a, yeah with a golf ball, uh, you have a a set uh, like you'd be in a china shop maybe, and then you would <laughs> hit the golf ball and you've got to try and smash as many things as possible and you get a certain amount of um, goes and then you have to get the you know like as in golf have to get the ball in the hole. Yeah, yeah, it, it, like it does look very golf. very good. Yeah, but yeah, it's all it's it's a, there's a lots of effects and particle effects going off and fire trails and yeah, it looks insane. I reckon we can see some mass effects. Oh yeah! Yes. Oh god, forgot yeah, about that. Some actual gameplay of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda because that's <laughs> scheduled apparently for early next year. So they've got to start showing yeah. some stuff soon. Mm. Ooh, I'm excited for that. More Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, Battlefield One. We'll hopefully see some actual gameplay footage. But yeah, Activision aren't actually uh, Activision and EA. Sorry, aren't doing actual stage. No, but I reckon we'll be part of some conference though. They'll do like maybe they're maybe they're going for like the Nintendo Direct style sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But are we even having a Nintendo Direct? They're doing Treehouse. The Treehouse, yeah. But no actual Nintendo Direct. No. It, it, it literally will be um, stations playing Zelda on the, the Wii U. Zelda mm. on the Wii U. Yeah. And that's it. And that's yeah, that is it. That is it. Yeah, yeah we've talked getting. a lot about this recently about how. Maybe disappointing is not the right word, but maybe a little bit worrying how quiet Nintendo are over the the E3 period. I don't know whether they just decided that they don't care for E3 and they'll they, well they're, they're going to announce the the NX or whatever it ends up being called after E3 and then they'll probably have a decent showing at Tokyo yeah. Game Show. I would I would hope that it's just getting out of that cycle and getting into their own cycle of yeah. um, marketing. You know. Yeah. It, I guess it makes sense actually yeah get some clean air to be able yeah. to wait until the, the, the dust has settled from E3 and then be like hey we've got a new console and then everyone can lose their minds hopefully exactly. oh god I hope it's good yeah it's a good idea because they can leave um, Playstation and Xbox fighting over whatever they're doing you know like yeah. I said um, the PS4.5 comes out the Xbox retaliates they'll wait until there's a clear area and then go yeah. right look at this drop this bomb Boom. Reggie, uh, oh, I can't remember, never pronounce his name. Fisa May. Reggie Fisa May will just come out and drop a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Watchdogs 2. Do you reckon? Do you reckon they're actually going to... Yeah. Well, I guess, oh. yeah, because Ubisoft... Yeah, we haven't really talked about Ubisoft, have we? Like, I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah. on with Far Cry. Will they have another Far Cry? Cause not so soon. Not so soon after Primal, well. yeah. Yeah, um, they're not doing an Assassin's Creed this year. They've got... The Viking that. battle game, the For yeah, Honor. Yeah, they've got um, 
wild, or no, not wild. Um, oh god, I can't remember what it's called. The drug, the cocaine baron in the desert simulator game. They announced a while ago. It's like Badlands or something like that. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that that they announced a while ago and haven't said anything about. Um, I, I'd be open to them making another Watch Dogs and trying to get it right this time because the first one was interesting but disappointing. That that is actually a classic E3 game, isn't it, Watch Dogs? Because it looked incredible yeah. in the demo and it just. I remember the internet exploding over seeing that like that first teaser and then it just slowly slowly got peeled away and peeled away and peeled away so there was just a shell of it you know a shell of what it could have been yeah you know it's just it's, cl- it's classic it's the classic yeah. like kill zone you know kill zone was a cg trailer but they were saying it was gameplay yeah. that, that, that kind <laughs> of level of, you know disappointment yeah um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the future of the division because yeah. that's going through a bit of a rocky patch at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'm assuming they will have something. They've got to have something big for the end of this year to fill the gap mm. where Assassin's Creed would usually be. But whatever it is, they're, uh, they're keeping shtum at the moment. Micro machines, I hope. That would be a ball from the blue, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, I know, but I want it all top down yeah. with online play. I want it couch co op. Who used to make those games? Codemasters with. I can't remember, is it Poly. Oh, oh it was. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Well, Codemasters haven't made a game like that in a long time. They've been concentrating on like dirt and the Formula One games and things like that. Yeah, they took their eye completely off the ball. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, actually, they made a game called Toy Box Turbos in 2014. They made a game called Rockstar Ate My Hamster in 1987, and that's still <laughs> the best fucking thing they've ever done. <laughs> Wasn't Codemasters who just bought um, Evolution Studios? They've not bought the studio. They, they've hired the staff. Yeah. Hired the staff. Yeah, yeah. Sony are keeping hold of the, the, the name and the IP the and the technology, but all the staff's gone across to, uh, right, gotcha. to Codemasters. So, I don't know, maybe they'll put them on a new Micro Machines. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a come down from Drive Club to Micro Machines, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, Micro Machines was great. Earlier on today, we actually tweeted out a question about uh, the E3 and asked if anybody had actually got any crazy predictions for this year's E3 announcements. We've had some quite interesting ones come back as well. Um, Lee Howard, that kicked it all off, really. (laughs) Count Fosco. My totally ignorant and unclued up E3 predictions. Nintendo will announce at least one main franchise release for the Wii and 3DS. That's not going to happen no, no. now. <laughs> Unless he means Zelda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, Lee also said that it, he thinks that um, that Nintendo might announce some more, uh, some, some kind of My Nintendo related reward scheme or an extension of the eShop. Um, maybe like you were talking about a while ago, Andy, about maybe trying to muscle in on the. the um, Games, uh, games, the gold, and the yeah. uh, PlayStation Plus sort of giving away free games, mm. sort of yeah. thing for a subscription fee. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. I think Sony and Microsoft will land out something with Rambo's two services as well. I've got a feeling they'll shake it up a bit. Yeah. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? If there was like a, like a mm. 
like an arms war between Microsoft and Sony as to who could outdo each other with the free games, then we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jake Del Toro at Jake Del Toro, he says that he thinks, and this is this is completely out of the field. <laughs> Sega will announce their return to the console market with the Exodus. Brilliant, brilliantly named for this E3. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'd love but, uh, to see it. <laughs> we're more likely to see Nintendo announce their departure from the console market than yeah. Sega announce their return to it. <laughs> I, I particularly like Don Ragnar's response to that, which is only to be one-upped by the by Commodore announcing the C256 and the return of floppy disks. <laughs> yeah. I can see it now. Can you imagine how many floppy disks modern games would have to come on? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just a truck would back up to your house, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes in a crate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's delivered by Security Corp. Here's your patch. There you go. <laughs> Lee Howards, once again, he seems to be obsessed with Nintendo for some reason. Really? You do surprise uh, me. I know, it's, just, it's funny that, isn't it? <laughs> and he goes, he apologises, and then he goes, I predict announcements for more DLC coming to major Wii U successes such as Mario Kart 8 and Mario Maker, etc. He still lives in hope. Did you see the leak that um, some data miners have actually um, found that there's two, spl- the t- two Splatoon girls are in Mario Maker? Oh! Oh, wow! So, yeah, Excuse to boot that up again. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, that's what I saw the other day. He continued his tweets at us, um, coming out with Mother 3. Is it Mother 3 or Mothers? Is it just... No, it's Mother 3. Mother 3. Yeah. yeah. Pikmin 4, and um, finally a totally new IP revealed as in development for NX as a launch title. I think they're going to steer clear. Past and future guest Stuart Cullen at Fury AC3. Uh, he says that he thinks it'll be heavy on the VR hashtag meh. <laughs> with yeah. him on that <laughs> Clone Wolf says it's an interesting new Forza Horizon game a Crash Bandicoot reboot would love to see Rocksteady announce something Red Dead Redemption 2 ETC well we've been talking about that anyway <laughs> I think it's on everybody's wish list and our own Stuart Neal Stuart says Chris's suggestion would be Sega releasing the Platinum games they published on PC and they're available after the conference you'd be happy with that wouldn't you you're a big fan of the Platinum games yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. More, more Platinum a quick reminder our next playlist game is Uncharted Golden Abyss on PlayStation Vita um by the time you hear this episode the recording will be within a couple of days so if you've already played it um then get in contact with us if not then you've got 12 to 24 hours to to get it played and and get your thoughts sent across to us but if you do have any thoughts on the game then uh let us know you can you can tweet us or email us and we'll be sure to read those out on the episode uh we've got our ongoing topic question about what your favorite video game openings are chazzy have you got a favorite video game opening Oh, it's Mass Effect 2 all oh, day long. Yeah, yeah. It, it just so, it's just so incredibly epic. It, and yeah, it, it's just one of the, the true, truly brilliant um, like game intros of all time. Just incredible. <laughs> I've finally figured mine out. What's that? It's Little Big Planet. Oh, with Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. first one, yeah. yeah. It was an incredible opening. Let's face it, you turned it on, you watched it, and you thought... 
Wow, the graphics looked amazing. It it's it drops you straight into it the action. It set a tone so yeah. well. Yeah, it sets the tone perfectly. Stephen Fry doing the voiceover, you couldn't have asked for a better performance from that. And the fact that you actually learn all your controls pretty much within the first 30 mm. seconds, that's pretty damn sweet. That's a great game that opening. It became a bit of a thing with Media Molecule because I, I loved the opening to uh, Tear Away as well. Yeah, yeah, similar yeah. kind of thing. You know, you 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 don't realise that you're actually being trained straight yeah. away. And it, the, it does perfectly sets the tone for the game as well. If you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, then you can send us questions, suggestions for new segments you'd like us to start doing. Uh, if you'd like to comment on what we're doing already that you'd like or don't like, or anything else you'd like us to read out on the show, then you can email us. That's lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, read the blog. That's lapsgamerradio.blogspot.co.uk. There's the Laps Gamer Radio Twitter feed, at lapsgamer. Uh, you can like our Laps Gamer Radio Facebook page and add yourself to the LGR Community Facebook group. Uh, we've also got the uh, Laps Gamer uh, Radio YouTube channel as well. I've uh, finally got around to uploading some footage from the Overwatch beta on there. And um, as as we're recording, the game itself unlocks in 25 minutes. So expect a deluge <laughs> footage over the coming week. <laughs> you can find all our podcast episodes to stream or MP3 download at our Podbean web address. That's lapsgamerradio.podbean.com. Also be so kind as to subscribe and review the Laps Gamer Radio on iTunes. Uh, remember, do let us know if you'd like to be in a future episode with us. And I guess all that's left to say is thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Shalom. Should we start recording? Yeah, stop recording now, yeah. I reckon so.